Support for this episode of YXC Underground comes from Rob Romvi and his team at RBC Dominion Securities in North Battleford. If you are looking for the right person to manage your money, you should chat with Rob Romvi. Our motto is serving the community's greatest need. And so your community is where you live, your community is your province. And it's, it's just what we do as kin. We step in where we're needed and help where we're needed. Hello, I'm Eric Anderson. The voice you just heard belongs to Raylan Nicholson. She, along with Tyler Hall, are the featured guests in Season 6, Episode 6 of YXC Underground. past 48 years, the Kinsman Foundation and Telemiracle has been raising money to improve the quality of life and independence of Saskatchewan residents. Their generosity is huge and the province rallies every year to support the Telemiracle fundraising event on television. But you might not know about all the work that goes on behind the scenes all year round to connect the Kinsman Foundation with people in need. We learn about this incredible work in this episode of YXC Underground. I can vividly remember being eight years old, sitting on the living room floor next to my sister in our home in Swift Current, eagerly waiting for our names to slowly scroll across the bottom of the screen during Telemiracle. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has a memory like this. I think Telemiracle is one of those Saskatchewan institutions that just seems to bring people together. The fact that this two-day annual fundraiser raises millions of dollars to help people in need, whether it's a piece of medical equipment or to help cover the cost of travel for a medical procedure, is of course something worth celebrating. But it's only been in the last few years that I've learned about all the work that happens year-round by a passionate group of volunteers that connects people in need with the Kinsman Foundation. These volunteers are from across Saskatchewan and often meet at the Kinsman Foundation headquarters here in Saskatoon. I've also learned that Kinsman and Telemiracle volunteers share a few common traits. Richard Keyes shared these traits with me a few weeks ago. He is the executive director of the Kinsman Foundation. It's a passion that they have. Um, I think they're all very committed to the work that we do in terms of the mission that we have to help people improve their quality of life and independence. You know, through the, through the the gifts of mobility equipment, uh, the gifts of travel funding for people that need to travel for for urgent medical treatment. Um, I think people are really um, uh, caught up by the stories of the people and the impact, uh, you know, the people that we are able to help. Um, I think another common trait is we like, you know, our, we like to say we're Saskatchewan's charity, it's one of our taglines, but we, we have representation from all over the province, every corner. And, and I think that's another aspect that's really unique. Uh, and you've got people from different walks of life, different communities, but they come together under a common cause. And I think that's something that unites them and have you know another trait they have in common. I wanted to learn more about these Kinsmen and Telemiracle volunteers and how they work with people and organizations across Saskatchewan. So Richard was kind enough to introduce me to Raylan Nicholson and Tyler Hall. Raylan is the Kinsmen Foundation board chair and lives in Assiniboia, Saskatchewan. Tyler Hall is this year's Telemiracle chair and he lives in Mortlach, Saskatchewan. They are volunteers who love making a difference in the lives of people, and as you are about to hear, their roots run deep when it comes to Kinsman and Telemiracle. I was lucky to catch them both in Saskatoon last month, and we met for coffee at the Broadway Roastery on 8th Street. 
We cover a lot of ground in just over a half hour, like how the volunteer board decides where to spend its money and what it's like getting to really know families in need. We also discuss why this work means so much to Raylan and Tyler, and as you'll hear, they have a lot of fun working together. I started our conversation by asking Raylan how the process works for people and organizations to get in touch with the Kinsman Foundation to say, hey, we could use some help. So uh, the foundation board has nine meetings a year between September and June. Um, and so we have nine separate deadlines where you go on www.tellmiracle.com and click I want to apply and you can send in an application for whatever. The, you need information like if you need a piece of equipment, you need an occupational therapist referral and you need a couple quotes and you just send us your taxes. And then the girls at the office, we have a grants team, they prepare all the applications and send them out to the board and then once a month we meet and there's a, a representative that gets assigned your application. They're your advocate. They present your application to the board. They stick up for you. They try to get you your equipment. The board votes, and then the office makes sure you get your equipment. Wow. Wow. So, um, like, have both of you been representatives then? Yes. What, what What is that like? It's pretty overwhelming. Like, you have probably the average rep has about five to ten uh, applicant to every meeting so then you got to phone them and get to know them what their story is what they need and then so you become part of their lives for a, one month of the year there and, and then yeah you fight for them and try and get what they need so. so I haven't been a rep this is my fourth year on the board so I was a rep the first two years and I still because we don't have home phones anymore so our applicants all have our cell numbers and so I still have applicants calling me and texting me from two years ago about oh I, I also need an oxygen machine or do you know where the patient lodge is next to this hospital in Montreal or they, they text us with good news and bad news like for years after we are their representative they so th this is an ongoing relationship then? Yep. Someone will phone you a year later and say, hey, I need help with this or whatever. So, yeah. What is that like for you guys? Because, you know, up until that, that meeting, you might not know this person exists or this organization exists. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're heavily involved. What, what is that like for you guys? Um, it's, it's like the most life-changing thing I think you can be involved in as a kinsman or connect because we... You're not just Betty that needs a walker. We know you. You're Betty. You used to work at Sears. You have eight great grandkids. Or you're not just Mason that needs a van. You play sledge hockey and you were born on Christmas Day. Like we, we literally find out as much as we can to make them real people to the board and not just somebody with an injury or something that needs equipment. They're actually real people. Is it, um, what, then what is it like, you, you get to know them a little bit, um, but, but it sounds like those relationships go on, but when, as you're getting to know them and then you, you finally present to the, to the board, what, what are those presentations like? Yeah, some are pretty emotional when you get, like, a kid that's born that needs surgery or whatever, they have to go fly to Edmonton, like, it pulls on your heartstrings, like, it's a lot, some meetings, like some of us are crying around the table, and 
So like some days are pretty hard, but you know you're doing the best for their family. And like I, I was just thinking that Tyler, like this is, it's it's not it's not just a, a cold call to find out information, but you're you're getting to know the people, aren't you? Yep, you get to know them as much as you can about them. The, try and fight for them and get money they need and so do you guys remember like the the first i was gonna say like it's it's not a a pitch but you're you're presenting the, the story do you remember like the, the first one that you did yeah really and you're not yeah. oh for sure you're um you're super super nervous because you think you feel like the board is against you but actually everyone on the board is rooting for everyone else on the board but you you're literally the advocate for whatever you're presenting and you're the only one that's sticking up for them against all the questions that's being asked about their finances or their need or and you have to know all your facts and be able to give all the correct information to get the board to vote yes for you. I was going to say you have to really know your stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and, and what like does it feel like you're in a hot seat a little bit when you're in that moment? <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. like <laughs> you'll have some reps question you on their taxes or something. And you're like, you got to know the answer. If you don't, like you have to table the applicant for another month, and then it's put off. So like you got to know all the information and have your ducks in a row. And so hopefully get everything presented at that meeting. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, lots of a lot of the applications when we're talking to them, they're at the most vulnerable point that they've had in their lives. They've just had a sick baby, or they've just had a stroke, or they've just found out they had cancer. And so they're very vulnerable, and they have a lot of turmoil going on in their lives. And and then we're phoning them and asking them some really hard questions so that we can do the best job on their behalf. Yeah. So to, to advocate for them. So at every meeting, you're doing like five to 10 of these per meeting? Yes. yes. And, so there's both. On average, about a hundred every meeting, so like a thousand a year. So, wow, wow, like that—that's—that's that's an incredible number. And so you're not only do you have to share these stories, but you're listening to so many too. What is what is that like? It's—it's uh, it's draining, but also rewarding, right? It's some of the stories are completely shocking. Like, how did that even happen? How did that ever happen? Oh, those poor people. But then to know that we help them in their time of need, is it just fills your cup. Yeah, like the same thing as Raylan said. It just, it's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding in the end. Yeah, no kidding. Um, do, you, do, you, do you guys ever just need to, like, do you ever take a, a break, like, in the meeting? Or, or just, like, oh, like, you've, there's only so much, you know, just take a break? We, t- we take some some Kleenex breaks where we pass around boxes of Kleenex. We take some in the summer, go outside breaks. In the winter, just step off, step off, step off into another office breaks. You just sometimes people have to compose themselves, and yeah, it gets very emotional. Um, the uh, when you were talking though about like you're you're making these connections like over the phone, and you're you're asking some some tough questions, and yet. Um, do you get a sense that the the people on the other line are like are, are they grateful to to be able to tell their story in a way and and to share what's going on? Yeah, there's some that'll just open right up to you and tell you their whole life story. <laughs> like you didn't you didn't want all this information sometimes, but you just you just get it. And, yeah, yeah, you just love it 
what they're doing. And so. Do you get that too, Raylan? Where they just they open up? Oh yeah, I, I'm a nurse, and so I by trade ask people lots of questions, and so it just comes naturally to me to get all the information out of you yeah. when you don't even know I'm actually doing it, just <laughs> casually through conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so this this goes on this goes on for for nine months, and you're in your you're gathering information, you're sharing stories, you're listening to stories. Um, at, at what point then do you do you start making decisions in terms of? of, yes, we, we can provide support for this person or this organization. Like, when does that happen? So Tyler would present his application. He'd make a motion for whatever piece of equipment they need or money for travel. He makes a motion. He presents his application, and we vote right then. Oh, yes. so you do it right then in the meeting? Yeah, and then the next day, we, we meet on Saturdays and sometimes Sunday mornings. Um, and then as soon as the meeting is adjourned, the reps start calling all their applicants and telling them if they were approved for funding or not. Hey, what are those calls like? Yeah, some are just overwhelming. Some are just in tears, and the next person is just speechless. And So it's, it's pretty rewarding then. You get to... Uh, really pulls on the heartstrings then when you make somebody's day or even year like yeah um because in my mind i was thinking oh you're, you're gonna have to wait a long time to find it but it's it's right on that day do you do you like that that there's that there's that immediacy like okay we're yes or no kind of deal yeah because it's important to the applicant yeah right their piece of mobility equipment is important or knowing if they have funding to go to toronto is important so to be able to deal with it right away that month and then telling them yes get that walker ordered or yes buy your ticket to toronto right because they're depending on it yeah they, they need to know yeah yeah um are, are there sometimes hard conversations to have if 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 it's if it's bad news or like what what are what are those conversations like yeah we we are the funder of last resort so some people do get denied either because they have too much savings personally or there's another program that will fund them such as the paraplegia program or the muscular dystrophy program or the home adaptation grant through the government so sometimes we deny people because someone else will pay for it and that makes us not the funder of last resort and so we, we try to tell everybody to call all your defeats your no's first because they're really hard conversations and then call all your happy calls after so that you end on a, a happy note yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders yeah it is like you do all that so it's a lot on your shoulders yeah yeah it you know how badly everyone needs this stuff and how hard it is if if you have a a baby that was born with a complication and you immediately have to fly and we're asking you can you give me your income tax and you haven't been home for 6 weeks like like we understand their struggle and they understand that we need that information so it's kind of a give and take um bo- like both of you must have outstanding like communication skills to be able to like not only ask questions but then to to, you must have like not only communication but but empathy as well like do you think it takes a special person to to do this unique role that you both are doing yeah it takes a special person to dedicate all the time to do all this and then be an advocate for that person to make sure you're doing what's best for them and getting what they need 
Yeah, we, we try to cultivate it. Um, everyone is a volunteer on the board, everyone. And so we don't know who's coming to the board every year. And so we, you know, try to tell them this is how it works. And we give them examples of presentations and how to make the phone calls to ask the questions. And we try to cultivate it in our members, but mostly kinsmen and cadets already have that part of their personality because they're volunteers already. Yeah, that's a good point. If you if you're if you're if you've gone this far, it's it's not too big of a leap to go to where you are in terms of being on the board and and making these phone calls. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking though, like for the average person, like this is <laughs> it, it, it might be a it might be a challenge, and especially I think now today too, like we do so much you know electronic like emails or, or texting, and and yet you're picking up the oh you're picking up the phones. <laughs> I walked right into that one, but yeah, and you're you're getting to know them. That's amazing. Um, I, I'm I'm so curious too. Like in, in your years, when you make when you make these connections, and, and especially the, the 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 good phone calls you get to make, do you like do you get to see people afterwards, or like it sounds like you stay in touch a, a bit and some, um, but like do you do you get to see them at all? Yeah, sometimes you run into them in the yeah. community and stuff, and. We do pick some for testimonials that tell miracles. So some do come to tell miracle, and uh, yeah. So you do see some yeah. in your communities and stuff, especially when you're a rep in that community and they're you get funding in that community. So has, has that happened with you, Tyler? Yeah, there. I've had a couple applicants that actually came from my town, and I didn't know they lived there, and then now I've, I know who they are and everything too. So yeah. Yeah, like how, how does that make you feel knowing that like y- you 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 played a role in helping them get the the care that they need? How does that make you feel? Yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. Like just make you change your life like for the better, and then they're very thankful for it. And I've had people come up and thank me personally, shake my hands, and just just the gratitude. So yeah, oh, gratitude's a perfect word for it, isn't it? Yeah. And and it is it's that three degrees six degrees of separation whatever i i called an applicant he was in the hospital and he was in the bed next to tyler's dad like small world <laughs> wow that's crazy and uh, Raylan, have you had those experiences too where you've encountered people like years later or even like months later or even at the at the show well, same. I'm from a small town, so I, I know some of the applicants that get things. But um, one of our testimonials this year, actually, the Dipple family, I got to meet them at an event we put on. And uh, you've talked to them on the phone, and you know all about them. And then to meet them in person is just amazing. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It, those must just be filled with emotions, hey? Like when you actually get to see the people? Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're like, oh, like we, we got that for you. Like... <laughs> Like, we want that. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Um, all all of this ties in with uh, the the very um, very public show, the, the 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 fundraiser show. So, when when all of this behind the scenes work is happening, and thank you so much for you both for explaining that, because I, I I didn't know, and I don't think a lot of listeners would realize all the work that goes in behind the scenes. How does that then connect with the actual Telemiracle show and like deadlines and like Tyler, you're in charge of it this year. Like how how does it all connect? Yeah, we're Raylan's committee looks after all the funding and applications. My committee looks after the show, putting it on. So raising the money. money. So yeah, I started two years ago, 
So I started designing the logo and picking my committee. And then at tel last year, Telemark, we started doing our training from the last year's committee. So we like shadowed them and learned what the position was. And yeah, we started for this year's Telemark way back before that Telemark even started last year. So, wow. Yeah. And, and do you have background in putting on a province-wide television fundraiser? <laughs> like, do you, like, do you, do you know what, like, did, did you have any idea in terms of like what all went into it? Yeah, somewhat, because I've been on three committees now. This will be my fourth being the chair. And yeah, my family was in Telemarkle for years. My dad, mom and dad were chairs and been on different committees. So I knew what was all involved. And until you're actually a chair and you're like, holy man, there's a lot of... <laughs> podcasts and interviews and all this communication and meetings you got to go to like it's yeah. a lot of work but very rewarding so well, I appreciate your time um, but yeah like I, I, I think having used to work in the media like for CBC and and I remember we would host like um, election coverage or whatever and just seeing like the work that would go in and that was like an that was for an hour one night and telemiracle is slightly longer than 20 hours um is is it at all intimidating to you tyler or like the the work or is it is it joyous what's it like yeah sometimes it's overwhelming but i do have a committee of 15 people looking after like transportation facilities security manpower like food services we got all the committee there so they got all their roles trying to get put on the show make get all the volunteers so I just got to look after making sure they're doing all their jobs and yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you mentioned though about uh, like you started this a couple years ago and then um, can you explain to people how each chair gets to have some input in terms of the logo because I think that's kind of neat yeah I, they asked me kind of what I wanted for a logo and, and I had I had some ideas but I wasn't sure how to do it and I'm like can you throw in uh, some wheat and uh, tiger lily for Saskatchewan, and my wife likes tiger lilies too. And I'm like, well, maybe even throw a green elevator in there. So they th put a logo together, the graphics designer in town here, and I'm like, yeah, perfect, I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't pick the first one, but uh, <laughs> it turned out I picked like the second one. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it looks great. I'm looking at it right now. It looks, it looks awesome. Yeah. Um, do you? At like you know, by the time this podcast uh, will come out, it'll be a couple weeks before the show. But like uh, you know, today on what are we, January sixteenth, sixteenth? Are how are you feeling about the show? How are you both feeling about the show? Ray, Ray Lynn's looking at Tyler right now, just like it's like she wants to know too. How are you feeling, Tyler? Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Like it is just over a month away, and we just had our kin volunteers numbers come in, and it looks like we're gonna have enough volunteers. So. That's all good, and yeah, plans are coming along pretty good. So, I was just checking in with a couple committee members here this last couple of days, and sounds like everything's coming together really good. That's so great. So it takes a lot of off my shoulders when everything's coming yeah. together. So, um, how many volunteers? There'll be uh, 260 so far signed up. That's just kin volunteers. Then there's about 100 production volunteers that put on the cameras and the lights and the sound and all that. So, yeah, there's going to be almost 400 people there. That's amazing. Um, Raylan, how are, are you involved with the show as well? Like, what is your role? 
Um, so as the foundation chair, I am actually the boss of everyone. So I'm Tyler's boss. It's um, like he's 13 all over it again. It, it's, it's been a full circle moment when I get to boss Tyler around again after all these years. So, but as, as the chair, I'm on his committee. Um, I don't necessarily, I have a job at the show just like every other volunteer. So, um, and it is a huge show, but it's our 48th one. So it's sort of a well-oiled machine. Um, there's always little quirks and things to fix, but we, everyone kind of understands how it's going to go and what needs to be done because we all have a manual. Every person has a manual and with like, by this day you have to have this done and by this day you have to have this done. So they've been working all year already, getting all their things checked off and lined up and that's, that's, that's so great. Yeah, because you're right. It's it's 48 years. It's not like you're just diving into the deep end. You know you know what you're doing. Um, I, but as as someone like like I said, I've been watching this since I was a kid. It's I feel like it's one of the like everyone in this province knows about Telemiracle. And and if you're a newcomer to Saskatchewan, I'm sure you know really quickly about it. Is it um, when the when the actual show is going on? Do you, are you so busy that it's like just focusing on the show or do you have like can you take a moment back and be like this is pretty cool to be a part of yeah sometimes you're just so busy working you just like miss half the show but then sometimes you take a moment to sit back and watch and you're like oh this is this is happening like yeah. like it happened so fast yeah. and then next you know it's five o'clock on sunday and there's the final total and it's just overwhelming yeah sometimes. We, we try, um, like the committee all comes together as a group for the show, to watch the show opening together. Like we try to mark those special portions of the show as a group together. But when I get home, my husband will be like, did you see this or did you see that? And I'm like, nope, I didn't, I didn't see anything. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> do, do, you, do you get a chance to have a nap? Like at three in the morning, like do you get a, do you get a little shut-eye? The odd time you do, yeah. Sometimes it's only for a couple hours, but you try and get something because you know you got to go do it for another 10-hour shift or something the next yeah. day. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we get a hotel room Saturday night. If you volunteer, you get a hotel room. Um, but it's not for sleeping. It's for changing your clothes and brushing your teeth. Like th- That's all we do. We go back there. We change, put on deodorant, brush our teeth, and we go back. Like no, Nobody really sleeps. It's... Okay. It's, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm picturing all of you like just being at the, you know, whether it's TCU Place in Saskatoon or Conexus in Regina, like you're there the whole time, but you do get a little bit of We have, we have four shifts. So it's like 7 p.m. till midnight on Saturday night, midnight till 6 a.m., 7 a.m. till lunch, and then lunch till the close of the show. But nobody works one shift. Most people work two, three. Some people work all four. Um, and then depending what job you have. Like when I worked in SAS Talent, it closed at two usually. And we had to be back at six. So... <laughs> yeah, you get a couple hours to maybe refresh. So <laughs> do it quick. Yeah, and, and you have to wait for the shuttle to pick you up at the venue and then you have to wait for the shuttle at the hotel so that adds extra time yeah. back and forth yeah yes. <laughs> I I sincerely hope that listeners are, are are hearing this and and thinking to themselves like this is a this is a lot of work there's a lot of work behind the scenes it's a lot of work on the day of 
Um, why, why is this work important to you? Why, like, why you're volunteering to do this? Why are you doing this? I just love helping people out and changing their life for the better. So that's, but that's what keeps me coming back and doing what I do. So, and, and Tyler, you're, you're like, you know, like we've established, you, you were 13 years old and, and you've been involved, but you're, you saw this with your parents, right? Their commitment. Yeah. They, dad was at Telemarkle in the teens and he was there till he passed a few years ago and just he just loved doing it so yep. yeah and kind of carrying on his legacy then a little bit yep Char- carrying on the legacy of telemiracles yeah. being a t- second year or second generation kin so yeah. telemiracle chair that's awesome. That's awesome, Tyler. Yeah. Um, we, we have another girl on our committee, yeah. um, Alicia, who was also a king kid and got dropped off in our room, and we bossed her around, and now she's a, a second-generation kid on Tyler's committee. So we didn't scare them that bad. They, yeah. they stuck around. Tell a miracle second-generation kid on my committee this year. So, yeah. But, you know, that, that says something, too, about the organization where it's like the, the – Obviously, the the values and the mission of the organization are are connecting with people, hey. Yeah, like to have them come back year after year, and yeah. and have the second generation come, and probably have the third generation start coming too, and yeah, and then you see that with your SAS talent too, like some of the parents even per- performed on Telemiracle, and now their kids are and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Really, why do you do this? Um, well, I got tricked into joining Canets 21 years ago. How did you get tricked? Uh, this lady moved to our town. She had been a cadet in another town, and she sent us all letters in the mail. It was 21 years ago. And was like, oh, come come out to my farm. I want to talk to you about something. And then she was like, we're going to make a cadet club. You're all going to join. And we're like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and really, I had a baby then, so I was like, let's do it. I get away from my baby. Fine. And once you go to work at Telemerica once, you're hooked. You're hooked. It is the most electric atmosphere to be at Telemiracle. It is amazing. So it's but it's like it's one thing to like like you said, the, the atmosphere of the event, but you you are volunteering, like you're you're meeting once a month for like nine, ten months, like and and doing all the work that we've established. Like why it's one thing I think to to be involved in the in the show, but you're so much more involved in that. Like why why is it important to you? Um our motto is serving the community's greatest need. And so your community is where you live. Your community is your province. And it's, it's just what we do as kin. We step in where we're needed and help where we're needed. And I waited a long time. My friend Lorraine was foundation chair 10 years ago. And she, like, she was telling me, you need, to be, you need to be on the foundation. You'd be really good at it. But I had two kids and I worked shift work and we had a farm and we have cows and so I waited this long to get on the foundation board and and do it and it's 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 an amazing it's so it's so much work you can never understand how much work it is unless you do it but it's so rewarding I I really appreciate your guys' time because you're you're both very busy, um, and but I, w- I want to thank you for the work that you do, um, and I'm sure there are, I, I, I hope, like, you and, and your colleagues and all your volunteers um, 
you know, experience the gratitude because it's it's amazing work that you do. So um, thanks for sharing a little bit with me today. This was so much fun, and I, I learned so much from you both. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Eric. Yeah, thank you. And Tell Miracle is February 24th and 25th, so you come on down if you want. Well, so it's funny you mention that because uh, we have a, a resident at Sherbrooke who has worked really, really hard. And so, yes, um, and he's raised over $7,000. So we are just working logistically on how we get him down there. Um, I might be driving the bus down there nice. to Regina. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. You'll put me to work? Really? We could give you a job, 100%. <laughs> yeah, we my, a job. <laughs> my job. The, the last time we were in Regina, my f- girlfriend from there showed up to see us. She's not a cadet. And I was like, here, um, at the end of the show, we make a human chain from the stage all the way to treasury so that all the pledges get to treasury as fast as possible. So I was like, here, stand right here, pass these papers, don't move. And I walked away and and left her there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if if you see me, throw me in the chain. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And bring those phones and buy your 50-50 tickets. My thanks to Rayleigh Nicholson and Tyler Hall for taking time out of their very busy schedules to share their passion for all things Telemiracle and Kinsman Foundation on the podcast. You can learn more by visiting telemiracle.com. My name is Eric Anderson, and you have been listening to Season 6, Episode 6 of YXC Underground. I host, produce, and edit this local independent podcast. You can listen to YXC Underground wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or the website yxeunderground.com. Please feel free to leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. You can follow YXC Underground on social media. Simply search YXC Underground on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My thanks to Saskatoon's Danger Dynamite for creating and maintaining the website and to my cousin Andrew Dixon for the original theme music. I also want to say thank you to Rob Rombie and his team at RBC Dominion Securities in North Battleford for supporting this episode. Rob Rombie is one of the kindest, smartest, most caring individuals you will ever meet. If you're looking for someone to take care of your money or give you advice on investments or give you advice about life or great restaurants and any city across the world, you should really chat with Rob Romney because he's one of the best people in the world and he's surrounded by a great team at RBC Dominion Security. So um, yeah, get in touch with Rob because he's just one of the nicest people you will ever, ever meet. Before I go, I would like to acknowledge that these interviews were gathered on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. YXE Underground is a production of the Salt Hammer Production Company. My name is Eric Anderson. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon, Saskatoon.